The topics discussed on the Be Mentally Motivated podcast are based on personal experiences. I am not a professional therapist or doctor, nor do I claim to be or have the knowledge of one. If you are in crisis, please seek the help of a trained and licensed professional. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Be Mentally Motivated podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette, and in today's episode, I will focus on the topic of sleep, one of the five ingredients that I identified in a previous cast when discussing my recipe for wellness. Why is it important? What are the stages and how can you improve it? These are some of the questions that I will answer today. Are you ready to hear more? I hope so. So let's begin today's episode. Sleep. This bodily function is so important for one's mental health and well-being, yet some of us aren't getting enough. Something as simple as seven or eight hours out of a 24-hour day should be easy to achieve, but it is not. The hustle and bustle of the workday, then the race to complete familial responsibilities make our days seem that much longer. Winding down at the end of it is hard for some people to do, whereas others crash until the next morning. Or another scenario is that some can go to sleep without issue, but are still extremely tired the next morning with caffeine as their wake-up remedy. I have learned that there are two types of tiredness, physical tiredness and mental fatigue or tiredness. It is my opinion that a short amount of sleep can cure physical tiredness, but not mental fatigue. Mental fatigue is one that builds up over time and takes a lot longer to recuperate from. Also, the sleep experienced by a mentally fatigued person is, I feel, deeper than that of someone that is physically tired. Why do I say that? Well, when you exert yourself physically, your endorphins kick in. These are the happiness neurotransmitters which make you feel brighter, elated, and elevated to bask in the glow of accomplishment. Your muscles may be sore, but the rest of your body recovers quickly. When you are mentally fatigued, there aren't these feelings. You are taxed, depleted, irritable, short in speech, forgetful even. None of these feelings are pleasant. It is through this comparison that we start to see why sleep is important. How is that, you ask? Well, A proper night's rest repairs the body, but most importantly, the brain. Neurotransmitters, neuropathways, short and long-term memories, and all. It gives support to our ability to be creative in consciousness, since reality is born from dreams. If you're having any doubt about this opinion, think about this. This short window of time, if extended, can open one up to being vulnerable health-wise, lower immune system, 
possibility for weight gain, slower reaction times, precursor to depression, or the development of a sleep disorder. What about the effects of the pandemic? The ability to work from home has given back time to those that commute, but how does this affect sleep? I call it COVID somnia. This has been experienced by many. Going to bed later and later each night because you are working longer hours at home or because you have had more time to spend with the family binging shows in the evening during lockdown. Now, with restrictions lifted and some returning to the office, getting back into a proper sleep routine to commute again is difficult. More people are experiencing bouts of tiredness and cannot get back into the flow of proper rest because there still isn't balance where that is concerned. So let us examine sleep. What are the stages? Healthline.com has a great article outlining the stages of sleep. The stages are N1, falling asleep, N2, light sleep, N3, slow wave sleep, and REM, or rapid eye movement. What happens during each phase? Well, N1 sleep lasts for a few minutes, and during that time, your breathing and heartbeat slow down and your muscles relax. In N2 sleep, it lasts for 25 minutes, and during that time, your body temperature falls and sleep spindles occur in the brain. When examined, these spindles appear as rapid rhythmic waves in the brain that are said to aid in memory processing. And three sleep is the deepest form of sleep. During this phase, your tissues repair and growth and cell regeneration occurs. Also, your immune system is strengthened. Finally, REM sleep. This is where dreaming takes place. Eyes move rapidly, breathing and heart rate increases, and activity in the brain increases as well. Learning about sleep cycles and reflecting on my past episodes during illness, I can say for certain that when you are operating at a deficit with your health, good or great sleep is not possible. I remember suffering from extreme insomnia, and when I did sleep, it was for only short periods like 15-minute naps. The requirements for each sleep cycle could not be achieved in that time frame, so the brain remained impaired. After getting help for my illness, sleep was something that I couldn't get enough of. I tell you, the body is a miraculous creation. I have shared snippets of my story here, but as time passed, I began to heal and there became balance. Clearer thoughts, better concentration, pleasant dreams instead of nightmares, better sleep patterns. But what about those that suffer from disorders? And what are some of them? There is insomnia, or the disorder of falling and staying asleep. There is narcolepsy, which is the disorder of falling asleep at random. Then there is sleep apnea. This is when breathing stops for periods of time during sleeping. And don't forget sleepwalking and talking. This is when actual walking and nonsensical talking occurs during sleep. And finally, night terrors. 
This is when a person is in a terrified state during sleep and they are walking and nonsensically talking. Once again, if you're experiencing anything that I have described here, be sure to seek professional help. There are things medically and therapeutically outside of what I'm about to share that can help make your experience with sleep better. Today's motivational moments shed some light on what we can incorporate in our daily routine to ensure we are improving our quality of sleep each night. The tips that I am sharing are eight of my favorites that I have compiled from internet research. Tip number one, spend more time in daylight. Not only does sunlight exposure improve the quality of sleep for those that suffer from insomnia, it keeps our internal clock healthy. Adding two extra hours of daylight can actually add two extra hours of sleep to your night. If you're finding it hard to naturally incorporate that into your busy day, try purchasing a happy light or mood light and sitting in front of its light path for intervals at a time during the day. That can have the same effect. Tip number two, decrease your exposure to blue light. Our electronics give us something called blue light, which is an artificial stimulant. Because we are constantly plugged in, the effects of this can affect our quality of sleep at night. To reduce your exposure, considering buying blue light glasses and unplugging two hours before going to bed. Tip number three, reduce your caffeine intake. Many of us need caffeine in the morning to help us wake up, but this dependency can surface later in the day when our energy starts to get low. Health professionals recommend not consuming caffeine after 3 p.m. as it can affect the quality of sleep that we have in the evening. Tip number four, wake and sleep at the same time every day. This regulates the amount of sleep that you are getting in a week. This also adds structure to your day. Tip number five, don't eat heavy meals late at night. Your body needs time to digest food. Eating late at night can affect the quality of sleep that you have due to having a full stomach. It can also lead to weight gain. Tip number six, get at least 30 minutes of exercise in each day. This can aid in a more restful sleep at night. Make sure to complete your exercise during the day and not at night. Tip number seven, up the quality of your bed. Buy a firm mattress, comfortable pillow, nice sheets. Not only does this improve your sleep, it also has physical benefits such as lowering your chances of body aches and muscle stiffness. And finally, tip number eight. Ensure your room temperature is comparable to your body temperature. A room that is too cold or too warm can hinder you from actually falling asleep or getting a good night's rest. Well, listeners, I hope that today's episode has been helpful to you. Once again, before signing off, I would like to thank Earth to Venus for my theme song. If you would like to follow me on social media, my handle is at Be Mentally Motivated on IG and Facebook. You can also check out my website at BeMentallyMotivated.com. 
Until next time, listeners, be blessed, embrace a better tomorrow, and be mentally motivated. Bye-bye.